Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. and 98th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Wishing everyone a happy Lunar New Year. It's the year of the rabbit. Yep. So, I was home this weekend with Carolyn, my sister, future brother-in-law, all home in Delaware, uh, just celebrating with the family. Uh, Parents were very excited that we came home. Uh, Your parents are always excited uh, when you come home, aren't they? Yeah, they're always super excited. Uh, we, you know, we, we drove late Thursday and my sister came over, her fiance couldn't leave yet. Um, so she came over to my place. She lives in the neighborhood. Now we drove from New York to Delaware Thursday night. What was interesting about that was, okay. So do you know how often you need to replace your windshield wiper blades? Hmm. Honestly, I don't really know the specific time timing for it. I just mm-hmm. do it when my uh, the the, uh, the wipers are just no longer efficient and they're streaking and, and whatnot. Like if I yeah. if I try to clean them and it doesn't help, it doesn't solve the problem, then yeah, I'll I'll swap it out. But honestly, I want to say I probably do it every every like four years, three four years, something like that. So they say you should do it every six months to twelve, uh, six to twelve months. So really? once a year, we'll that say. frequently. Do you like- so the frequency is dependent on how much it rains. If there's okay. snow, sleet, hail, stuff that could either destroy the rubber or silicone uh, on the wiper blade. Uh, yeah. And basically, like you said, how streaky it is. And so yeah. I'm driving through torrential downpour and it's streaking hard. And we've had this car since 2020. It's now 2023. Um, and... It's, it was shrieking pretty hard in torrential downpour. Not only yeah. that, but my side mirrors um, were catching a lot of water, and it was hard to see out of those. In fact, it was so hard to see that I almost tapped a pedestrian who was crossing because she was wearing all black on her phone, and she didn't stop. And wow. she like, yeah. So as I'm driving, thankfully I didn't hit her. Uh, she yeah, just yeah. stopped, and I just kept going. But um as we're driving out of the city, it's like starting to come down. We leave the city. We're still in like, you know, we just get over the GW Bridge. We're in sort of the Jersey part. We're starting to turn south on 95, or rather the uh, the Jersey Turnpike. And it's just coming down in sheets. There's like streaks of lightning. And I'm like, I'm doing one of those like 80-year-old women leaning up on the, <laughs> yeah, leaning yeah. Up on the wheel. Just like trying to see what's going on. I've got the wiper blades going as fast as they can. There's like, you know, there's obviously the big spray when the 18 wheelers are driving by. Definitely one of the harder drives I've done in a while. And yeah, yeah. did you pull over at all? Oh, no. no Would have been smart. Okay. But I was like, you know what? You know, because it was also tough to see the lanes at that point. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give about five to six car lengths behind an 18 wheeler. And I'm just going to follow this car for a while. And so we were only doing 50 on the highway, um, which is, you know, decently fast and like torrential downpour. Um, yeah, yeah. And just fast. making sure I can see the lights. No one's sort of around me. Not going too fast. And then once we got like 
near the Commodore Barry. Also, well, even way before the Commodore Barry, like maybe around exits like two through six on the Turnpike, um, which is close to the Commodore Barry. It like started to ease up, and so I sort of opened the car up a little bit speed-wise. But okay. as we were driving, I was telling Carolyn, "All right, this is what we got to do. We got to get microfiber cloths to have in the car uh, for moments where I need you to wipe it, you know, just so I can see yes. a little bit better." Yes. Uh, do you have microfiber? I do. I don't know if I. Uh, they, I'm. I do. Yeah. I don't know where they are because yeah. I haven't fully like arranged my stuff in my new car yet. But uh, but yes, That's I true. definitely do. Yep. So just you know, because what I have in the car is like weird, um, weird survival stuff. So like every marathon that I've run, they give me like a heat shield of sorts, especially ones that are cold. So like yeah. the New York City Marathon, they give me like one of those football, you know, with the football players have like those big like heat shields they put on them while they're yes. like it's still in uniform. We have one of those with a hood. I have another one with sleeves from berlin i have that in the trunk uh underneath so like the the cover of the spare tire in the trunk um we have like some other things uh but we didn't have microfiber cloths so i got that i was like we got to get new windshield wiper blades so the one for the driver which is 26 inches for me and 18 inches for the passenger and then 14 inches for the the rear view oh, sorry, the rear uh windshield yeah yeah um, thing so we did some research. We went to the Walmart in Boothwin on 322. We picked it up. And then, you know, on Saturday, I'd say, because on Friday we were working. And then um, Saturday we went to Hot Pot in Philly. But after we came back from Hot Pot, uh, we, you know, we, we did all this. And so, you know, I've never done this before. So I had to learn how to pop the hood of my own car. Uh, which is funny to say out loud, but like, learn how to pop the hood. Yeah. We added more windshield wiper fluid because ours is almost out. Um, mm-hmm. And then I learned how to pop off the um, the windshield wiper blades, replace them. And then while they were all still up, we quickly like windexed, I'll say, the front and like all the glass essentially. So every, you know, every window, the side mirrors, the front windshield, back windshield, and all the cameras we quickly windexed, let it dry, slash wiped off, obviously, to get as much stuff as possible. And then we uh, sprayed Rain-X on top of it as well. Yeah. Um, to hopefully get the water beat off. Never done that before. No, Now I know that I have to do that every, apparently, depending on how frequently you drive, almost every two months, um, just to, like, yeah. reapply it. That sounds uh, right. I, yeah, so when we drove back, there was a little bit of rain, and A, it wasn't streaking as badly. In fact, it was almost no streaks. Uh, it started to streak a little bit when there was, like, some fogging of the windshield, so it just turned the defrosters on. Um, but otherwise, like, it was, mo- it was, like, night and day, the driving experience, so I'm glad I got that done. That's good, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, like the, I like the rain next, but I don't do it that often. Do you? Yeah. Mostly just had laziness, I guess. I don't know. Just, just stick with the wipers. But yeah, I hate I hate driving through torrential downpour. I think the last time I drove in those conditions were when we had gone out actually back east, um, coincidentally, uh, back in September. And we were on the way to the airport from 
uh, DC. We were so we're, we're, we were in DC. We were heading to the Baltimore airport. It's about an hour-ish drive, I think. I can't remember exactly how long, but I want to say roughly an hour. And it just started pouring. And um, you know, like timing-wise, we were okay, but still like a little bit nerve-wracking because it, you know, the, it was one of those where it's pouring so hard that if the speed limit says sixty, everyone's doing like twenty or thirty. Like it was that bad. Oh yeah. And so, and you know, it's like a rental car. Uh, not a road, you know, it was highway driving, but still like, you know, you just can't see, you don't really know what's coming. And, uh, it's always just nerve wracking. Our flight ended up getting delayed anyway, because, because of the rain, because of how intense it was. Um, actually I'm trying to think, was that the flight? There was a, there was a trip that we went on where our flight was delayed so long. I think we didn't leave until like midnight. And I want to say that was the one (laughs) It was supposed to leave at like five or 6 PM and it didn't leave for several hours. But anyhow, yeah, not. It's never fun. I hate driving bad weather. Oh, absolutely. It uh, it just makes you sort of like realize how active you got to be while driving. Um, yeah. Anyways, easy otherwise. Um, as I make it sound like, you know, it's the end of the world type of situation. <laughs> uh, but it was nice to be home. We head out to our honeymoon in uh in two days of this recording so on wednesday we fly out uh to the maldives and we're there for i think six days and so it'll be nice to be in the warm weather be on the beach do you know what i've always wanted to do i've always wanted to wake up and jump immediately in the ocean like half asleep and so i'm definitely going to try and and do that that feels like a, a pretty crazy experience yeah that's really exciting I'm, I'm happy for you um so yeah obviously i guess that means for the listeners we'll we'll miss next week's recording uh but we'll be, we, we we will be back the week after that um are you ready for that are you packed up um yeah um not packed yet uh gonna start packing maybe tomorrow i'm trying to figure out how to pack for this trip because we're mostly gonna be like doing beach activities there's a couple of restaurants on the island that I want to have some dressed, like some clothing for. I'm also going to be bringing some running outfits because I want to capture a Strava upload in the <laughs> middle of the Indian Ocean. Uh, but I also just know that like the Tokyo Marathon is like about a month away. I am woefully unprepared for this marathon. I, I'm a little nervous about how unprepared I am, just in terms of I haven't had nearly enough mileage. I might have to walk like half of this marathon. Uh, right. but I'm just going to do what it takes to cross the finish line and move on with it. It's just like, you know, it's a really aggressive to have to plan a marathon while doing all this additional travel and wedding planning. Like it just, wedding it just planning. yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it was yeah. just tough, but yeah, it's, uh, I can see that. Yeah. I'm also not like trying to do I, in the beginning, I'll say in the beginning of training, I was trying to do some really serious training for it um but now it's just like you know what just go out there and have fun it is what it is right uh we'll, we'll find another race to like train for it now that the wedding is done and all that stuff and and so it's, it's, i'm not mentally freaked out by the under preparing um at all it's more of like hey physically let's not be an idiot and let's not break yes. anything or like pull anything or strain anything too badly if i feel like something's happening just start walking and just text Carolyn 
and let her know what's happening and then we'll just like figure it out from there but i will cross the finish line i will get that medal it'll probably be the slowest marathon i've ever run which would be i think at this point over five hours which is not the worst it really isn't the worst um yeah it is what it is yeah yeah i mean yeah get it done do what you got to do right exactly i'm never going to do this again uh i don't plan on traveling to tokyo to run a marathon ever again i do hope to come back to tokyo slash japan but it won't be to run a marathon okay got it yeah anyways um what have you been up to uh as i've been rambling yeah just getting back to the getting back into the swing of things back home now um obviously we've been gone for about a month so it's just getting used to being you know just a a two-parent household again and getting used to like going into the office it was it was only uh what what day did i get back wednesday so i was only in the office for two days but it was good to be back good to see people again um got going to daycare he was not happy about going there but he wasn't like freaking out or anything it was maybe like 10 percent worse than a normal day where he was a bit clingy but there were other kids who were who like literally (laughs) there were other kids who will you know will cry randomly on random days at drop off um and there was another kid who was crying gordon was good he was he was just chill he's just like i just want you to stay here and play with me and I, was like, I gotta i gotta go to work bud which you know he doesn't understand the concept of but yeah outside of that um what like shopping getting groceries for the house and again it's really just getting used to it just being the two of us me and lena so we can't do things like go to target together after gordon goes to bed you know if we need something when we were in florida it's like oh you know we we forgot something at the store today let's uh or we need something for tomorrow whatever the whatever the reason would may be and we'll just hop in the car together and uh take like half an hour outside the house and just talk and be but we can't do that now so the you know i'm about to i'm actually going to go to the uh head to the grocery store after this because we did forget a couple of things in the grocery store earlier today and so i'm gonna shoot out and get it and unfortunately she won't be able to come with me since somebody's got to be in the house right yep you get it so yeah um but otherwise honestly we don't really have too much going on um trying to look at my calendar actually i have a, a i'm doing a trip with my siblings because um the thanksgiving obviously didn't happen because we ended up catching covid and we had to cancel it and so my uh my sister and uh she like really wanted us all to get together so she kind of like spearheaded or like was the motivation for this but in uh gosh i'm trying to look at the date right now so it's the weekend it's the weekend of valentine's day or the weekend before valentine's day so from the 10th to the 13th i'm going to be um I'm going to be uh, in uh, San Diego with my siblings. Oh. So that should be. Yeah, I haven't been to. I'm trying to remember the last the last time we went to San Diego. Actually, so Lena and I, we went to um, L.A. for my sister. My sister went to USC and she graduated from college in uh, 2018. I can't remember the year it was at this point. It may be like the first year of our marriage, right? Gordon wasn't alive yet. Uh, so, yeah, it was probably like 2018. 2017 2018 somewhere in that range and so we uh we flew out there and we did uh a couple of days in san diego and then we went to then we went to la for the uh the graduation and such and um so when we were in 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 san diego we stayed with my with my cousin and his wife 
And then we saw like, you know, my uncle and a few other relatives and whatnot. So this is my first time out that way since then. And it should be good. It'll be good to spend time with my siblings. We haven't like hung out just us without significant others, without children in years. I can't, I couldn't tell you the last time it actually happened. So this will be, this is, this, this is a, a, I guess a pretty exciting trip that I'm looking forward to. But honestly, other than that, man, we don't really have too much going on. It's just, it's just getting used to getting back into the swing of things and getting used to, to uh, just our life back in uh, in Illinois. It's been a while since you've been gone, so. Yeah, sure has. Did I, uh, did I tell you that I that I beat Elden Ring? You did. You, okay. you told me in person, but how do you feel okay, about being it. on the other side of that now? Good. Yeah. So. Super long game. Um, it took me. The game came out like March of last year. I I I quit it occasionally. Like I think this this is my third time coming back to the game. It's not like I quit it for any reason. Like I I never got stuck, and I never I never um, got bored of it. Really, I just something else came up, or maybe another game came out like COD, like Call of Duty, or I got busy in life, or whatever the whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, it was it was good to finally do it. I kind of want to do a new game plus, but I don't think I'm really ready to commit like 50 hours, 100. Like it, the, my first playthrough took like 150-ish total hours. I don't think I really have it in me. Like if I were to do it again, it'd probably be much quicker, maybe like 40, 50 hours, depending on the um, like how many side quests I would want to do. But I just don't think I really want to bother. Uh, I, I'm good with that single playthrough, I think. But I, I actually beat it on the Steam Deck, which was kind of the unique aspect of it because I beat it when I was away from home. And so that was the big thing, like not not being with the, the gaming computer for, for uh, a month, but still having access to games like that was kind of game changing for me. And then honestly, one of the major reasons why I bought it, because we do the, we do, do these Florida trips fairly frequently, um, you know, like a, these long stints away from home. So, yeah, pretty happy with it. Well, I'm glad that the Steam Deck has sort of been as uh, such a source of wealth in terms of all these gaming experiences for you. It's kind of crazy that we're at a day and age where you can play these types of games like on the go, so to say. Yeah, yeah, no, it absolutely is. Um, yeah, shoot, what else do I got going on? Honestly, not not too much. Um. I think I, t- I told you in in uh, Slack earlier today, but I started watching this series, this docu series on Netflix called um, uh, what's it called? Breakpoint, and um, it's ba- so people who've watched the Netflix series Drive to Survive, I've heard that this is kind of like a tennis version of Drive to Survive. So each episode, if I'm if I'm correct, focuses in on a single. Uh, tennis athlete um so i'm gonna try to pull it up right now so the first episode that i've been watching is uh focused around nick Kyrgios, the uh the uh australian quote-unquote bad boy who has a bit of a temper will smash his rackets and everything like that mm-hmm. um but so there are the there are a few others so um there are what five so yeah five episodes here um so paula badosa 
I'm actually not super familiar with a lot of tennis players nowadays. Like it's, it's really focusing in on kind of the new generation of tennis stars. So the, the sort of class of athletes post uh, Nadal, Federer and Djokovic. So, you know, put, potential um, winners of these uh, of the uh, upcoming uh, uh, well the potential winners of future grand slams given that that Djokovic Nadal and, and Federer pretty much won everything over the last like 20 years or something like that so um, yeah it's pretty interesting so far you can definitely tell that the direction is heavily inspired by if not made by the, the you know the same production team as draft to survive and I have I guess I have some some hopes for it. I don't really watch tennis like that. My my dad watches pretty much tennis every single day. Like that's my if my dad has a TV on, he's watching tennis, uh, the news, or like old school TV shows from like the fifties. <laughs> like it's like these like dramas from way back in the day, like westerns and such. So um, yeah, I'm kind of interested in it. I hope it's I hope it it's it's a good. Uh, I feel like they're leading in with probably the biggest name that they have to offer and it's Nick Kyrgios and it's you know he's just fairly well known and uh maybe for not all the right reasons but yeah outside of that what we got NFL NFL playoffs which I haven't really been watching like I, I have the 49ers Cowboys game on right now but I'm not like super invested in, in any of these games yeah I mean and then uh yeah yeah for for obvious reasons for you of course and then yeah. um the NBA which, uh, you know, still still staying strong to see and to watching just about every single one of the Sixers game. They've played 46 of the 82 games of the regular season at this point. And I've watched almost in, in their enti- entirety every single one of those games. And they're looking pretty good. They're second place in the East right now. We'll, uh, we'll see if they can keep that going, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... I'm in this weird point right now. Where, like, there's no real sports that I'm following. I'm not really gambling on the NBA this season. I think I've just been so busy. So, um, yeah, I haven't been able to really gather any data to confidently put really any bets in. Yeah. Do you remember? Remember at the beginning of the year, I was like, "Be careful making like," because I thought you were going to be making some uh, some bets like last year. And last year, you were doing like the thirty the thirty plus points a game, and you were just like picking random players to do it. And they, those would oftentimes cover, if not, maybe people, maybe a player would hit like twenty eight, right? Yep. Um. <clears throat> so I was like, "You got to be careful with the thirty points um, bets," because last year at the beginning of the season, the refs had really, really. Um, come down hard on a variety of things that would result in players uh, scoring points, largely just like drawing fouls. They weren't calling fouls in a variety of ways to try to speed up the game and and like stop people from getting in foul trouble early for uh, a variety of ways. And so like sometimes they'll even punish the offensive player for pulling a certain move that in the past in the past would actually benefit the offensive player and give them a foul or sorry call a foul which would result in them shooting free throws in this case now it might result in like say a charge or whatever and so i was very wrong this year scoring has ballooned like crazy um there are like 10 players right now who are averaging above 30 points a game last year it was pretty much like Embiid. And I think I think LeBron may have finished with you know thirty points, uh, more than thirty points a game last year. Right now, Embiid has like thirty three and a half points a game. Uh, uh, Luka Doncic has like thirty five or thirty three point something, like thirty four ish maybe. 
Um, but there are just a lot of players who are scoring above 30 points a game. Obviously, yeah, like Donovan Mitchell had hitting 71 uh, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, scoring scoring is uh, is up, up big time in the NBA. So if you ever get back into the betting, that's uh, that certainly may be one of the types of bets that you would want to make. 30 points, 30 point performances. Don't bet rebounds on Embiid, though. He he is, like, if you're going to do Embiid bets for rebounds, do like six to eight because he he doesn't really get double doubles that very uh, very much anymore the way that he the way that they have him playing defense getting 10 rebounds a game for him is not particularly easy it's not a guaranteed thing at all that is good to know i will have to follow up with you more on that uh offline as i try to yeah. figure out like who's even worth like uh really even looking at because as you know the the line between say Someone that's yeah. worth betting, and <laughs> yeah. what stat line is worth betting, and what the cover like lines are for some of the stuff. It's that's that weird. I mean, you know, in order to make money, you either have to do some pretty crazy, uh, sort of you know multi multi leg parlays, or you just gotta go crazy with like a what seems like you may have to do like Luca thirty five to even make like any money at all nowadays. And Absolutely. So, just trying to figure out like, yeah. the right blend of yeah no these people seem like they should be able to do it but you know I got uh, I got the my end of year uh, recap from FanDuel and it said that you know you know last year NBA was my most uh, played sport which makes sense and the the Warriors made me all my money but this year uh, I don't think I would touch the Warriors with them for poll given how discombobulated <laughs> that team seems to feel based on Reddit. Uh, telling me stuff so <laughs> yeah um yeah i it's it's always really funny like when you see some of those right like it was it's especially seemed like the case with luca last year where it was like you know score 35 points minus 110 right uh score 30 points which is like the next lowest increment that you could possibly bet when it comes to the point prop bets and it's like plus 600 and it's like wait what wait what what happened to everything between minus 100 and plus plus 600 why is that such a poor bet and there's you know he 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 might finish the game with like 28 points right like that's it just doesn't it's not worth betting the 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 payout is so poor in a parlay and the risk is still pretty high so yeah i uh i'm glad i never got back into it it's but it was fun just like and i wasn't even really betting too much last year once i lost my 20 bucks i was done um but still keeping up with the nba in a way that i hadn't been in the past and i have i haven't been since either i'm pretty much only invested in the sixers now i'll still put on games every now and again but uh i don't really care about them the way that i did last year so if you get back into it let me know because I'll, I'll certainly be uh following a lot more than i did yeah I'll let you know. Um, why don't we do this? Why don't we get out of here? Uh, yep. So you can go run to the grocery store. Uh, and then maybe I'll, I'll catch you up online when you get back. All right. Yeah, sounds good, man. All right. Let's do it. All right. Well, I'm Ressa. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys soon.